3: Welcome to The Approach Shot, the golf show that's more laughs than links, more stories than strokes, more guffaws than golfers. Here are the hosts of The Approach Shot, John Ashton and Neil Michaels.
4: Yes, indeed. If the lovely Diane says it is our time, it is our time. And here we are. I am John Ashton. He is Neil.
5: Happy anniversary, baby, Michael nice thank you i wasn't even going to go there oh you weren't no when you I said had, there I will was,
4: be singing i was i was trying to cover all the bases there will be singing there will okay. be singing this is the approach shot by the way going to talk about some golf going to talk about some football with an icon an icon yeah, one of the 50 greatest Vikings ever.
5: 50 greatest Vikings ever. The man mm-hmm. played in the, the NFL for 13 years, 12 of which were with the Vikings. He was a three time All Pro. Just a great guy. Carl mm-hmm. Lee Third is going to be our guest on the Approach Shot today. But today is a very special day here at uh, in the Approach Shot studios. You mm-hmm. know, today is in the our West long- Coast.
4: Approach Shot Studios.
5: That's it, our West Coast <laughs> studios and our East Coast studios. Today is our one year anniversary. This is our 52nd show. You're kidding. And uh, I know it just flew by, didn't it? And I got to <laughs> tell you, I look back and I think, holy crap, we say all the time, how do we get these great guests? But we've had athletes, we've had authors we've had people from all walks of life and uh, all of them have something to do with golf and love it or hate it or both. So we just wanted to sort of say thank you for for coming on this ride with us, this journey, as they say in the bachelor series, thank you for coming on this journey. Seriously. I mean, we would be nothing without you guys listening. And yeah. uh, for those of you who are listening internationally and domestically, we love it. We had our first kenyan listener this past week all right and nigerian i wonder if they know each other Um, (laughs) (laughs) thank you partner for taking me along on this ride with you oh man my
4: pleasure totally totally it's been fun i wanted to say something do you remember the woman uh our guest from about show number five or six the um, Emmy-winning actress. Have you is seen her has- in the latest Rocket Mortgage? That's right. She's the crazy cat lady. She is in the Rocket crazy Rocket Mortgage. cat
5: lady. In fact, <laughs> as soon as I saw that, I sent her an email. And I said, are you the crazy cat lady? And she said, yes. And she said, oh yeah, Sharon, the cat lady. And I was like, she has a name. And she goes, well, I'm an actress. Of course she has a name. <laughs> yeah. Of course she does. Yeah. And then she said, and you will be seeing me more regularly, but I can't tell you in what. So she dangled the proverbial carrot. So it seems like our friend Mm. Petit Kondarbo is going to be on a big or little screen for you to watch again uh, soon. So I can't wait to see what she does. That'll be
4: cool. We'll have to get her back on, see if her golf games improved any. (laughs) Indeed. We have a lot of
5: people, in fact, now that we've hit the one-year mark, I think we can, can, you know, because a lot of people who do podcasts do them in seasons and take some Mm -hmm. time off. We have not taken any time off.
4: No, we haven't. No, we haven't.
5: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a couple more white hairs for that, but uh, yeah, I think we're gonna we're gonna hit some of the people that we uh, that we said we'd like to have back on and have those back on in the next year. So again, yeah. uh, some of our favorites will be making some return uh, appearances.
4: Plus, plus coming up uh, in the next couple of weeks, we've got uh, America's Chief Entertainment Officer coming up in another week or so with a lot of uh, Christmas holiday cheer suggestions, food and beverage wise. And then uh, we're going to do, you know, one of the things we do every week is a a six pack is questions where right from the soul, right from the heart, right top of mind. Here you go. We got the answers and we're going to run just a, a, a series, a couple of weeks of just some of the best of those from yeah. uh, some of the guests we've had so
5: yeah for 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 people who are proud of not having done a best of we've had a lot of people say that we they love the six packs so we are going to do a best of at least one maybe two best of the six packs and uh, we'll have a lot of fun with that because you really do get people who have kind of you know they come on the show and they they have a publicist or they have a PR person they tell them what to say and and they're really good about answering the questions but when you ask them what the most embarrassing moment was here or there, or if they've had a you know a, a nickname that we don't know about and stuff, suddenly you get all that stuff peeled back and you get the real people and it's a lot of fun. Yeah.
4: Well, not just any Carl Lee. No,
5: Carl Lee the Third. Yes. He is and, our guest. And not, <laughs> not to be related with Thurston Howell the Third. No, <laughs> not even
4: <Lovely>. no. <laughs> <laughs> You ready, man? That'll make sense to you later on in the show. Yes, it will. We'll be right back. We are The Approach Show.
5: Hey, it's Neil. Some people collect sports cards. Well, not me. I collect watches. It's true. For over 25 years, I've collected watches. And so I was blown away when I was introduced to one of the best-kept secrets in automatic watches – Orient Watch USA. According to GQ, Orient Watch is the king of the sub-500 automatic watch category with many models priced below $150. That's a lot of value for this Japanese powered watch. So when Orient came to me and said, Hey, Neil, would you like to talk about our watches? I said, hell yes. This holiday season, why spend hundreds or even thousands of dollars when you can buy a higher quality, sharper looking, better crafted alternative? Orient Watch USA has thousands of five-star reviews, so check them out today. And here's an exclusive offer for listeners of the approach shot. Visit OrientWatchUSA.com and use the code APPROACH for 15% off anything on the entire site. Again, Go to orientwatchusa.com now and use the code APPROACH for 15% off site-wide. That's orientwatchusa.com and use the code APPROACH for 15% off.
3: Have current events affected the ability for you to pay your bills? Has your credit card debt overwhelmed you? Has your income decreased because you're working less or have you lost your job? Credit Guard of America may be able to help you find a solution to this problem. We offer a free no-obligation consultation to learn how you can cut your payments by up to half. And potentially lower your interest down to zero. Credit Guard of America is an A rated nonprofit company that will work on your behalf. Credit Guard of America is licensed in all 50 states and has counseled over 1 million consumers struggling with debt just like you. Let us help you analyze and prioritize your debt. Negotiate with your creditors to reduce interest and payments. Set up one affordable monthly payment and provide ongoing education and support. Call now for a free no obligation consultation and learn how you can become debt free. Call 800 613 7650. That's 800 613 7650. 800 613 7650. -7650.
4: And welcome back to the approach shots As we promised, we are back. I'm John Ashton. He is Neil Michaels and our guest is here.
0: Carl
5: Lee. <laughs> it, it was third. a hard
0: way to get here, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs>
5: if only they knew. <laughs> Carl Lee, the third, if you will, please. Ooh. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah, Ooh. I'm 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 a third.
0: You are a third. Do people- so I'm not. I'm, so I'm really not an original. That's
5: for sure. <laughs> oh no! From what I've learned about you recently, you're definitely an original. <laughs> I don't know how that. I don't know exactly
0: how to take that one. That could be good or bad.
5: Take it the way that will get me the least hurt. Okay. This is the Carl Lee just- that spent 12 years in the NFL um, with the Minnesota Vikings for 11 of the 12, three Pro Bowls. Voted to the fifty greatest Vikings, thirty-one interceptions in his career. That Carl Lee. So you know, <laughs> let's not confuse, not confuse
4: that. Yeah, the man who came running out of the thundering herd from Marshall and all the way up to Minnesota to play. A, That was a
0: that was back back then. That was a long drive. That was a that was a that was, that was a hard task to uh, to make. That's for sure.
5: Yeah. He, but, he, were you at Marshall you were at Marshall in the late 70s early 80s? Yes. Okay. And and for those people who know the story of what happened with the the plane crash at Marshall. That was in the early 70s, is that correct? Yes.
0: Yes. We we're actually here. in I think it was in the, the crash was in 70 and I think we did the 10-year reunion while I was there and I I grew up born and raised 45 minutes from from Marshall. Right. I may have known about the crash, but until I saw the movie, I didn't have a, a, a true understanding. I didn't even really know when I was being recruited. I didn't, you know, there was nothing about it. There was no conversation uh, um, uh, about it. And then, literally, when I saw it, well after Marshall, you know, all the guys that I I'm in contact with that I played with there, I'm like calling them and like, hey, man, did you did you know this? My head football coach, Sonny Randall, was a coach on the on the visiting team side of the crash. Reggie Oliver was the running back coach mm. and he was of course the quarterback of the young thundering hurt who never said, and me and him were great friends and never said anything mm. and it was like it was it was odd to me that. You could be at Marshall, you could play at Marshall and, and, and two individuals who were directly connected to it never said anything other than, like I said, we went to the grave site for the reunion. Um, it's not the greatest way to, to, to lead into a football game, but right. it was what it was. But it was it was a it was a major eye opening moment for me to see that, though.
5: Boy, that strikes me as odd that nobody would say anything because, you know, it was such an impactful thing in the community for a while. Nobody wanted to even play football at Marshall. And it wasn't that long afterward that you were there. And, you know, and and when
0: you say Marshall University now, you can make the case that that's a that's a Bob Pruitt. That's a uh, Randy Moss, Chad Pennington. You know, it's it's those guys that you remember. Right, long before long before they became champions and 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 was spectacular as a team and Coach Pruitt is a great coach. Coach Pruitt was my DB coach when I was at Marshall. So you know you 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 think of Marshall as great. I mean, I won about eight games in four years.
5: You know, <laughs> I mean, so
0: you know, so it wasn't it was you know it, it wasn't a it wasn't a pleasant thing and and to stay there for all four years. A lot of people left. You know, I stayed because, you know, Sonny Randall was an all-pro wide receiver. Jerry Rice would be the guy who would end up breaking his records, played with the Cardinals. I stayed because of him, because I wanted to play on Sunday. But winning was not, (laughs) you know, was not something that Marshall did. You know, it it just wasn't.
4: Carl, Carl, how hard is it to get recruited when you play? For a team that doesn't get a whole lot of notoriety because they're not in one of the Power Five conferences and they're not winning outside of one of the Power Five conferences,
0: that was really one of my one of my fears because I didn't have a lot of options. Virginia Tech would offered me a walk on. WVU said I was too small, so I just had D twos other than Marshall. And then when when the coach got fired and Sonny came in, I went there, and you know his promise to me was, Son, if you're good enough. I can at least get you a tryout, you know? So I'm thinking here's a guy who played in the league. Mm -hmm. He can get me a tryout at least. Then there was no reason for me to go anywhere else because at that time I didn't know any, there was nobody from Marshall university that was in the pros that I knew of. Yeah. You know, so, you know, that's what was so hard for people to accept the reality of me saying, I want to play on Sunday because we didn't have anybody who played on Sunday, you know? And my argument to that was like, well, okay, that's not my fault. I just know that's what I'm going to do. You know, I I didn't know any difference. I was naive and dumb enough to not realize just how challenging or what that step would would be and mean at the time. Yeah.
5: So your whole life has been that underdog mentality. You know, you got to have the work ethic. You weren't the tallest guy. You're under six feet tall. You were about what 155, 160 in mm-hmm. college. Mm-hmm. And just like John said, you're also not playing at Ohio State or USC or Florida or Alabama or Georgia. So you've had this whole underdog mentality, but you've you've used that to be your motivating factor. Is that right? It yeah. And 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 it's a crazy, it's a it's a kind of a crazy mix
0: because it's like, you know, my mom, my mom, my dad were were we're pro do what you want to do. You know, you can do what you want to do. My dad created a household for us with a with less than a high school education. My mom challenged the, s- the state to to become a, a police officer. Wow. You know, I had all these kind of examples in front of me. So, you know, on one side, I had the confidence to say if you say it, you can do it. And then there were these people that showed up that was trying to tell me you can't. 7 years old. I'm a Browns fan. My dad was a Browns fan. I'm talking about playing on Sunday at 7. No idea of like how good a Jerry Rice is supposed to be. You know, mm. uh like Joe Montana, you know, like I'm watching these guys, you know, Paul Warfield, you know, with the Browns, Leroy mm. Kelly, and I'm thinking you know, at seven, okay, you know, I can I can just go out. They'll give me a uniform and I'll just play against those guys. You know, I, you know, I'll tackle them. I, you know, it just was that simple to me. And then when I found, you know, when I tell people and they would say, no, you you know, you're not this, you're not that. Even re- being recruited in in from high school, you're not big enough, you're not strong enough, you're not, you know, you're not fast enough, you're not all these kinds of things. I'll I'll okay, so I'll get bigger. I'll run faster. I'll work to get faster. And and I continuously did. I got to Marshall. I left high school at 55. I got to Marshall at 64 and left Marshall at 80, about 84, 85, played in the pros that, you know, at that weight. I ran a I I I I'm not a four-two guy, but I ran a four two eight and a four-three five my second year in the in the league. Mm. I'd run four, four, fives for most of the scouts. I get in the combine and run a, I run a four five, something in the combine. I had never run a four five from the time I got to college um, <laughs> until the combine, you know, but that was nerves and all that. But right. I just, I just couldn't hear you tell me that I couldn't. And I made a horrible statement at uh, after my state high school state track meet, uh, a reporter from Marshall asked me. How excited are you about going to Marshall? And I said, I'm just there for four years. I'm I'm going to play pro. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's now that's in the Huntington newspaper where, you know, obviously in Marshall's there. And you know, there's all these football players who (laughs) who have come through. And, you know, you got seniors that are they're in their last season. They read that. And here comes this 164-pound guy that that's walking in. And he's going to play on Sunday. He's just stopping by. <laughs> you know, you know, would, that would be
5: why Carl Lee Third does not have a public <laughs> relations.
0: <laughs> I'm telling you, there was some tough lunches and breakfasts and training table. There was some tough, tough conversation, you know, and I kept, you know, my, my, my whole argument was, you know, this guy didn't make it. Look at him. Look how good he was. My whole argument. Okay. that I'm not him. Yeah. Yeah. That's not my fault he didn't make it. Well what makes you think you're going to make it? Why am I, why why am I not going to make it? Yeah. I, I mean I couldn't come up with the crazy thing was I had no idea why I couldn't make it. He, there was, no was nobody cheering. who can convince me cuz you weren't there. You've never been there. I'm saying I want to go. How do you know? Right? And, exactly. and 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 I just got stuck in that and, I, and looking back, it wasn't it wasn't arrogance. It was just I refused to allow somebody to take my dream. I have to mess that up. You can't tell me and me just say, okay, I'm not buying that. I just couldn't hear them. I couldn't. Good if my you. if my mom could trust me to say that if I work hard enough, I can get it. I could, why, why am I listening to you? Yeah. Well, when, when parents
4: instill that idea in a person. It is so great that they can hold on to it through the trials and tribulations of the world telling them they're crazy. Yeah. You know, it's great. It's great. My dad would that.
0: my dad would never, you know, my dad would never tell me about a great play. The only plays we talked about, and I couldn't understand it as a kid, were the bad plays. We sit down at breakfast the day after the game and we go through the plays that he thought were bad. Mm. And I'm like Dad, I was player of the week. Dad, I was—you know—I, you know—I I, I, you know, led the team in tackles. He, he could—he was never willing to accept any of those things. And now, hindsight, he's passed away. And but, but in hindsight, that was what made me conscious of not having those bad plays. Knowing you're going to mm-hmm. have them, but mm-hmm. knowing that he's going to call it out. Even without him, I know if I make that play, it's a bad play. And that's the kind of play that's going to keep me from getting to the next level.
4: Yep. Plus, it's going to ruin your breakfast the next day. Yes, it's going to (laughs) be my breakfast
5: the next morning. There's going to be one less Pop-Tart on the table. Exactly. (laughs) Now, Carl does. I'm going to be like
0: not even wanting to eat. I already know what's happening. Carl has
4: and does play golf. Mm -hmm. Carl has and does a lot of things for the community. And Carl has and does promise to stick around through the break and be right
5: back. We will, too. We are The Approach Shot. Hang on. The holidays are a great time of year, mostly. Let's face it, a lot of us feel stressed too. Gift giving, family money issues, it's a lot and can cause stress, anxiety, even affect your sleep. Hey, it's Neil, and if you haven't tried CBD to help with your stress and anxiety, you should. And the best CBD is the De-Stress Blend from Ned, spelled N-E-D. Ned's De-Stress Blend has been in development for over a year and contains a one-to-one formula of CBD and CBG, which is known as the mother of all cannabinoids because of how effective it is at combating stress and anxiety. Ned's products are science-backed, nature-based solutions that offer an alternative to prescription and over-the-counter drugs, and NED products have over 2,000 five-star reviews. Just to be clear now, there's no THC in these products, so there's no risk of getting high. Just in time for the holidays, listeners of The Approach Shot get 20% off NED products by going to helloned.com and using the code APPROACH. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com and using the code APPROACH for 20% off. Plus, You'll get a free gift when you spend over $150.
0: Tired of paying
4: outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Generic Sildenafil allows you to save up to $650 on Viagra. Why pay name brand prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get the same results for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 50 generic Sildenafil pills for just $99. Call 800-590-0443. That's 800-590-0443. Again, eight hundred five nine zero zero four four three promised we'd be back, and lo and behold, here we are, John Ashton. Our promises you know, are
5: good. They are our good, word man. word is our bond.
4: That's right, man. When we say it, we're going to do it. Because if Both we say things. it's going to happen, it's going to happen. We learned that from Carl Lee.
5: You <laughs> got that right. <laughs> the third. <laughs> hey, before we jump into the golf and things like that, Carl, I, I, the, one of the most interesting things about you, my friend, is is the story of how you started to play for the Vikings the story of how you ended up on the field. Cause it wasn't just, Hey, we drafted you and boom, there you are out there. I just, I, I would love for you to share that with, with, with us because it's just amazing. Well, I was, I was, a, I was, a, I was a seventh round pick. So I was really
0: not a star, you know, Tom Brady I, that. I, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I, so I, I get, I get to, I get to Minnesota and, and I'm, super excited about it and, and automatically thinking like in my head, like, okay, I've made it. I don't know anything about cut days and all that kind of stuff. I'm just thinking like, okay, I've made it. And then all of a sudden we're in training camp and I'm, I'm, I'm moving to corner. I played safety most of my entire career. A couple of times I played corner, but for the, the reality of it, I was, a, I, in my mind, I was a safety and they're trying to move me to corner. And I, I've got this coach who's not really, not sold on, on me. And, uh, but again, I'm just working and just working. And so I find myself looking at, the, looking at the count There's a young man named Melvin Brown, who was, who was a true corner. He's probably going to be the guy they're going to keep. He ends up tearing his knee up and I end up making, making the cut go two years later, coach, you know, Bud Grant was there, comes back and, um, now, all of a sudden, I'm sitting on the, I'm, 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 I'm transitioning. I go back to safety my second year, go back to corner again my third year. So here I am again, back at the corner, trying to survive. Now, I actually get cut. I get cut for four days. And the guy, was he was from University of Miami. His name was John Swain. He was, you know, he was the guy. And he ends up and Pete Carroll's now there and, and he's brought in this bump and run stuff. And man, I'm thinking like, Hey gosh, I can do this. If if I can get a chance, man, I can, I, I this is going to be, I, I feel like I can do this really good. So we end up fine. You know, I get cut John Swain. They they play a last preseason game. Pittsburgh's already called me. I'm probably going to end up going to Pittsburgh. I'm staying with a buddy, Darren Nelson and, John Swain turns down a screen pass. It just was like one of those plays. Pete asked him, like, you know, what happened? You know, what were you thinking? And he was like, you know, didn't want to get hurt. You know, <laughs> that was not a great answer. <laughs> so, <laughs> not the answer. No, no, it is it <laughs> wasn't the right answer. So they end up cutting him, bring, brings me back. They bring me back. And literally, I end up starting in, in, the, in, the, in the very first game. And, but, you know, as time goes on, I mean, it just keeps getting, you know, my life just keeps getting better. I just, cause bump and run was so perfect for me. I was, you know, and I told my mom though, my rookie year, she asked me, she said, what do you think? And that was her, that was her way of always having me evaluate my surroundings. And I said, mom, gosh, I think I could be as, I think I could be better than all these guys if I get a chance. I just don't know if I'm going to get a chance. And, Fortunately, and not being arrogant, by the way that people people talk about it and the, and the accolades that have come with it, I, ha- I was I was bet- I ended up being better than those guys. But it, it is not like this story of a first round draft pick who starts his first year, just goes out and just is so much better than everybody else. Because I'm not playing if Melvin Brown doesn't, if he if he, if he doesn't tear his knee up, I'm not playing. Yeah. If John Swain doesn't decide to make that bad play, I might be in Pittsburgh or home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and you go from that to I ended up playing one of the fifty greatest players. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and how does that happen? But that's just the reality of pro sports and the, and taking advantage of the opportunities that you get.
4: That you know that that that's textbook example of nobody hands you anything in life no.
0: except opportunity. No. And after, you know, it's it's, what's tough. What's tough is a lot of players after they're done and they've had some measured success, success, they don't want to acknowledge what was the break. What was the lucky break? What was the God's blessing? Mm -hmm. You know, they don't, they don't necessarily want to call that out because, you know, if I'm a 50 greatest, all I have to do is announce myself, Hey, I'm a 50 greatest player on the, on the front on the franchise in the NFL. Everybody's going to say, well, he probably was a first or second round pick. No, (laughs) No. (laughs) I wasn't. Fortunately, I did play a lot. I mean, I started in and and played in more games than any corner so far at this point that the Vikings have ever had that I love most. But who would have thought that a guy out of Marshall, a safety out of Marshall who won eight games would be on any football team?
4: Yeah, eight games in four years.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. And if, and if my count is off, I guarantee it's no, mo- it's not 10. <laughs> <laughs> well, somebody once said what I, and I,
4: I apologize for making the quotation without being able to know who to, who to give it to uh, credit to, but somebody said that luck is simply when opportunity and preparation meet.
0: A- a- absolutely. Absolutely. Sounds like Carl's dad. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) probably. I mean, like you just can't you just can't go in. You can't play a great game and not evaluate yourself on the bad stuff, you know, because there's something bad. But I also tell and, and now being at the youth level now working with work, working with coaches and talking to coaches, I oversee the youth sport program that I grew up in. I try to tell I try to tell some of these dads who have great kids that are great players at that at this level. Sports, I don't care what the sport is. It is not designed that you are successful every play. You can't win every game, and you're going to miss the game-winning shot. You're going to – the ball's going to – somebody's going to steal the ball. Somebody's going to intercept the ball. You're going to fumble. You're going to jump offside. You're going to miss a tackle. You're going to look ugly. That is what sports is. The greatness is already there. Like, you, you look at LeBron. LeBron misses a shot. You don't even care that he missed the shot. Him missing the shot has nothing to do with his greatness. It's already there. It's already visible. Right. So yeah. why are you why are you screaming at your kid? Because he fumbled the football. Yeah. So Tom Brady's fumble.
1: <laughs> if Tom right. Brady can
0: fumble, I guarantee you I should be able to fumble.
5: That's right. <laughs>
0: and surely a five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten year old should be able to fumble five times yep. in the same game, and we shouldn't even say anything.
4: And Tom Brady has shanked. I mean, not Tom Brady. But Tiger Woods has shanked a few golf shots in his life too. Yeah, that's right. You know, <laughs> he, he doesn't, doesn't have me beat, beat
0: though.
5: Yeah.
4: <laughs> well, it, see, but that's that's the thing. Golfers yeah. totally understand where you're coming yeah. from. What you were just yeah. saying, Carl, because right. golf is a game that'll humble you faster <sighs> than anything
0: else you have ever tried to play. Greatest game I have ever ever tried to play.
5: Yeah. <laughs> So can you take that same mentality, that same mentality you took to the field of just trying to go out there and work as hard as you can and play golf without getting frustrated, without no. thinking I should be better?
3: <laughs>
5: I'm telling you guys this, right?
0: And, and I can, to that question, I can absolutely tell you no. Yeah. I'm, the, I'm the guy that I should be talking to walking down the fairway. When I'm in another fairway, you know, when I'm walking all the way to another fairway to go hit my ball back into that fairway, I need to be telling myself something because golf does not. I might make this case golf is the one sport that I have yet to be able to put that type of reality and common sense to it. I just cannot. Yeah.
3: Because I should not be
0: able to hit a ball down the middle and then one. Fifty yards to the left, and in a whole nother fairway. Yes. That should never happen. <laughs> yes. That's the only sport that that happens in that you can hit a great shot one time yep. and hit another. The very next shot, you hit way left, way right. Yep, that's impossible if you have mastered the game. If you if you can hit the great shot, how do you do that? Yeah, I was talking. I did an
4: interview uh, for another show I do with uh, Barney Adams yesterday from Adams Golf the guy who, you know, invented the tight lies club. And, Mm -hmm. and he said, we were talking and he said, golf is not fun. He said, (laughs) he said, said, even, even the, the, the pros have probably more bad shots. You you only see the good ones on TV, you know, the bad shots, they don't show you, but he said, but what I always ask a golfer when they're done with their round is not, how did you shoot? Because everybody's going to say, I suck, (laughs) but he's going to ask you, what were your best shots? And he said, and every golfer will remember from the moment they addressed the ball to the moment the ball stopped moving, every aspect of a great shot. Those are the ones you just keep thinking about.
0: I'm sorry i I can't get I can't get that humbling walk to the other fairway and back over. I can't get. <laughs> you know, and here's the, here's the worst thing about it is like. You got buddies who have like these celebrity tournaments and stuff. So you're playing on a foursome. And, you know, mm-hmm. so the foursome, the, the, the foursome is like they're so excited that they got you. And, and then when you go to the first tee, they're, they're like, go ahead. You're first. I'm like, oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Give me Jerry Rice instead of this, right? <laughs> and then, you know, you hit the ball left. You hit it Right. You could just feel the whole air come out of your team, like. <laughs> so now like, the whole humbling thing is like, okay, I got to at least hit one good ball somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, it's hard for me to 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 live in that reality of trying to stay on that one good shot. Yeah. Well, We're listen, talking,
4: anybody who gets paired up with Carly and the next uh, charity scramble you play in, remember he was one of the 50 greatest football <laughs> players football from players. Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, one of the 50 golf. best golfers, okay? <laughs> exactly.
0: Because I I rem- for some reason I think like, he might be able to, he might be pretty good. No, he doesn't have to be. Right? Well, you
4: know, we've talked, we've talked to a number of, uh, of uh, former athletes who play golf. And that is the one complaint they all have is when they get involved in these tournaments, people expect them to be great golfers because they were great athletes. Right? Yes. And this game is, as Charles Barkley said uh, a couple of weeks ago on TV. It is, it is the most unbeatable game in the world. That's why he drinks when he plays. So <laughs> I, I think that's
0: why we, we all need to do that. You know? I'd, I'd be afraid to. I'd be afra- I'd be afraid to drink and, and play. I can make some bad shots without without some gin. I'm sure of that you don't need any
5: help there. Yeah.
4: Well, it doesn't make you play better. It just makes you care about it less. That's I guess, I guess. I guess.
5: <laughs> hey, Carl. Let's talk a little bit about legends building legends. You've, you've mentioned Randy Moss's name a, a number of times. I know you guys are tight. And you created this collaborative effort between the two of you to, to help youth in, in West Virginia, which we think is is fantastic. Um, one of the things that John and I dig the most about what we do here is getting a chance to talk to people who do give back to the community and, and not by writing a check, but by rolling up their sleeves and sweating a bit. So tell us a, a little bit about what you're doing there. We, gosh,
0: about, I don't know, maybe four, four or five years ago with, with the whole virus thing, it's seems like it's longer or shorter but we had a conversation we we wanted to we wanted to do something we 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 tried to figure out like what could we do back here in West Virginia because we both know the realities of how difficult it is to convince a kid out in West Virginia that he can he can be something whether it's an athlete or whatever like how do you how do you transition out of West Virginia how do you transition out of out of Rand, West Virginia? How do you trans- transition out of South Charleston, West Virginia? How do you get there and get where I got and where Randy has gotten? H- how do we get kids to understand how to get there? We looked at coaching, we looked at all of these kinds of things. And when we looked at the coaching and, and not, in, not in a negative, not meaning this negative, but coaches have a responsibility to themselves. They have a responsibility to them, to the school, to whatever, to win. And in most cases, it's win at all costs. So when we, when we try to figure out, like, who do you look at as a model, as a role model, or as an example of being a successful athlete? And what does a successful athlete mean? Does it mean being great in high school, great in college, or playing pro? That, that got us into this place of legends. Like, who did you look up to when you were playing? You know, I looked up to a guy named Robert Alexander who did not have a great career but he was the best back in the nation and a couple years older than me and lived close to my neighborhood and my sisters used to braid his hair and he was a legend. Like he was like he was this huge person that I saw him on Bob Hope. <laughs> I'm like thinking <laughs> on Bob Hope who like you have to be the greatest guy ever. By far the best person in West Virginia that I I have to that I know, and you know he taught me to train, he taught me not to drink, not to smoke, all those kinds of things. So we got into the whole conversation of you know, and and Randy's Randy's big deal was Mary Lou Redden of all. Like he said he he used to practice doing flips and stuff like that because he 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 felt like like he watched her in the Olympics and all that kind of stuff. So that was his thing. So again, she's a legend. You know, and it takes that person. So that's kind of where the name came from. And mm-hmm. then when we started talking beyond sports, we were like, well, you know, hey, a doctor is a legend. A teacher, that's right, is a legend. Yeah. Somebody who has their own business is a legend. You guys doing your podcast, you're a legend. You know what I'm saying? And so for the guy who wants or the girl who wants to do what you do, and not taking away the piece of the of the coach in the middle. But when you sit down with Randy Moss and Carl Lee, what you get is you get somebody who has always looked like they belonged that they should be great. Randy Moss. Everything about him from, from day one, every skill set looked as great. It was greater than anybody at his level, making him easy to make a transition to the next. On the other hand, there's me who's putting in this hard work and willing to work hard to outwork somebody. Right. But Randy has this left-hand turn that catches him up and he has to he has to fight through all of these stories and true or untrue. Doesn't make any difference. He has to defend himself to make him a better person. On the other hand, I'm this guy who's had no issues but just wants to play. So he's fighting, you, there's gonna be a fight somewhere, whether it's being convincing people that you can play or doing something and people think that it's you, think that it's wrong, that you did it, you didn't do it, however that is. So you've got all these different ways. Who's the best person to tell a kid who's wanting to be a legend how to do it? Because if you look like Randy Moss, then I can't really help you.
4: Right.
0: I'm not 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 taking it that he didn't work out and work to get better, but he had everything. Yeah. And on the other side of it is is the guys and the girls who don't have everything. They're over here. So we were covering we were trying to cover the whole spectrum and make it about anything that you do. There's a legend in it. Anybody who's successful at what they do, they are a legend in their sport and in their craft. And there is, I guarantee you, there is someone trying to be like you. I just, I I did a podcast last week with two young men and a young lady, much younger than me. So they are looking to be like you guys. You know, they want to grow to be like you guys. You guys are legends to them. If they could have what you guys have, they would be wow. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So you get to be part of that legends building, legends piece because now you can help those people who are coming, who want to be like you. And that's, that's really where it came from. And we've just, we, we've told our story, at least we got a chance to do it one time. We haven't had a chance to do some of the other things that we want. We want to do a combine. We want to, we want to do an education town hall, making sure that people, parents understand financial aid, loans, all of that kind of stuff so that, right. so that they can get their kid into school. You know, because a lot of times yeah. the kids kids just figure high school might be the end and the parents think that high school might be the end because they don't have, they don't know that there's financial aid. They don't know that there's loans. They don't know any of that. So we got to get them in a place to where they can hear about it and we need to be able to walk them through the process. Very so, cool. yeah, we're trying to, we're trying to, we're trying to get time to, you know, if COVID could ever give us a break a little bit, we, we want to keep pushing it. And we think we have something and it's and it's it's one of those kind of things that's mobile. We can do it anywhere because there's always athletes and there's always a doctor. There's always somebody there to be part of the what I will say as the panel for us to sit and have a conversation with. Because our story, you can tell it over and over, but sometimes people need to hear from another legend in some other realm to understand because that athlete who might just play high school or might just do college, what is he or she going to do after that?
4: Yeah. Notice he didn't say when you was talking about podcasting that, that he was now on a podcast where the hosts were much younger than him.
5: Yes, I did notice that.
4: <laughs> rubbing that one in just a little bit. Right. Uh, and then I checked his birth
5: date. He can't say that about me. And I know that means he can't <laughs> say about <laughs> you either. <laughs> for
4: for if you that take the birth you already know. <laughs> for, for that particular comment i think we should uh, just up the ante on the six-pack just a little bit make them questions (laughs) harder man
5: i I just changed one of the questions a minute ago while we were talking yeah that's (laughs) right coming
4: (laughs) right back with a six-pack of questions for carly the third one of the 50 greatest
5: minnesota vikings ever don't go holiday shopping it's said that guys are hard to shop for i say not so fast This year, give him the gift of Harry's, because there's no better gift than Harry's limited edition holiday shave sets. The sets come with a weighted handle, three razor cartridges, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover. Everything he'll need for a smooth shave, all packaged in a handsome holiday gift box. Hey, it's Neil, and I've been using a Harry's razor since we started working with them back in the summer. The blades last a surprisingly long time. The shave is comfortable and close, and the shave gel is an airy and poofy like some others. Harry's razors are backed by a 100% quality guarantee, so if the man you're buying for this holiday doesn't love his shave, you get a full refund. This holiday season, get him the gift of Harry's. And listeners of The Approach Shot can get $5 off plus free shipping on any Harry's limited edition holiday shave set when you go to harrys.com backslash approach. To claim your $5 off plus free shipping today, go to harrys.com backslash approach.
3: (laughs)
4: and we are back i'm john ashton he is neil michaels carl lee is sitting here uh, a little trepidatious a little nervous a little you know i i've i've faced i've i've faced legends on the football field i've intercepted passes out of legends hands but i've never faced neil michaels six pack of questions that is
5: true that's uh, it's you know if, if you're sweating a little bit now's the time Carl we're, we're gonna throw six questions at you. Well, we I I just want to preface this by saying
0: now I'm not sure that I I was aware that I was going to get attacked here with this six, pack, but I'm ready to go. Well,
5: you you said that you work hard and you're always ready to go, so let's see if you could put the, put the, some might behind those words, my friend. Okay. So we're gonna we're gonna throw six questions at you. Give us the first answer. Don't think about it. If you think about it, I'm gonna call you on thinking about it. So. So uh, let let's go and see what we got. All right. Question one: You played with guys like Gary Zimmerman, Chris Dolman, Joey Browner, some of the best that have ever played at their position. What did you learn from playing with them? That they expected to play great every single every single game, every single moment. Hmm. They expect, did, did you feel like they expected that of you
0: then? I didn't know. I really think that they they knew that they were going to play. and they may call you on it afterwards, you know, but for the most part, those guys were great. And they led by what I would say led by example because they were so great and they wanted to be the best at their position, not
5: just on our team, but in the whole league. Gotcha. Excellent. Question two. Hey, Carl, do you have a nickname that most people don't know about?
0: Yes, they call it my I grew up as man. One of my sisters still call me man,
5: man, man, man,
0: man, 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 yes. And uh, I go by it only by a few of my
5: family members. Isn't that interesting? So if somebody <laughs> walks down the street and goes, Hey man, how you doing? are you
0: doing? <laughs> yeah, <saying>? I'm looking. <laughs> <laughs> and trying to figure out how do they know my, how do they know my nickname? <laughs> you know, my sister, are you
5: the guy who dated my sister? We got to talk. <laughs> <laughs> Question three, what's the most embarrassing thing that's happened to you during a game that you played or during a game that you coached?
0: Well, okay. Now I'm probably got to think a little bit about that. Um, Probably, probably a play. Sterling Sharp, who's a friend of mine, he was, he was. We were playing in the game, and he was one catch away from breaking Jerry Rice's record. And everybody knows that me and Sterling are good friends. So he runs this quick out and catches the ball to to break the record. And he went out of bounds. So when he came back, we walked We're kind of jogging back. I tapped him on the butt and went back in the huddle after the game. All my guys were like telling me, oh, you just gave him that. You just let him do that. And I was like, and I never, I didn't even think about it. But then I was like, no, I wouldn't do that. Because the last thing I wanted to give him bragging rights. But it, I mean, he just, he, you know, so I felt really uncomfortable. Like I was like, God, did they think I'm, did I sell the game out or <laughs> like, yeah, so I, I would probably say that's probably the worst one.
5: Has Has he ever come back to you afterward and been like, hey, Carl, I broke the record on you. Of course, <laughs> of course, I've
0: heard it. I've heard it way more times than I.
5: <laughs> Question four: Would you rather win a Super Bowl or have one of the teams that you coach win the division title? I would probably, I would probably have liked to see my
0: team win a a, a conference championship over the Super Bowl. Because one of the things that I realize now about the Super Bowl losing in the nfc championship game by you know a bad pass and and all that and looking at the team that won that we could have we had beaten during the season it takes a whole lot of it takes a whole lot more of a team to get to a super bowl and win it than it would take a college team to to win a conference championship you just have to have essentially you just have to have some key players and some people would make the case of the same thing in the, in the, in the pros, but it's different when you're coaching it, calling the plays and doing some of that. So I think, I, I think it would be easier to have accomplished it on that level than it would be to be on a team and win it. Unless you've got Tom Brady as your quarterback.
5: Yeah. <laughs> there are only two teams that can do that. Yeah. <laughs> Question five. Here we go. You ready? I'm ready. Genie is out of his bottle and is granting you one wish. You get to lay the perfect lick on any quarterback that you ever played against. Who's the guy who takes the hit? (laughs) Uh, This has to be a quarterback.
0: No. Probably Walter Payton. Oh. And the (laughs) only reason why.
5: Good luck with that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I already know the other side of it. That's the reason why I would pick him (laughs) because he got, he, he got me and um, he welcomed me to Minnesota, Chicago. You know, it was one of those, I was, I was, it was my second year in the league. I'm, I'm playing free safety. The the position that I thought I belonged in. Okay. This helped (laughs) me realize I don't want to be there. He bust up the middle and I'm like, Like oh oh gosh okay here he comes and I know who this guy is I've seen (laughs) him on TV and I'm like thinking okay well you know what it's just me and him I'm sure he is not saying oh that's Carl Lee I need to get around him so I don't figure he's gonna like he's gonna move or anything he's gonna come run me over or at least tries my thought so I'm like okay let's just do this we did it. And as I was falling backwards over and he was kind of stepping up my chest, (laughs) he finally tripped. And so I would think if I got a chance to kind of get him back, I would really love an opportunity to do that. (laughs) And, And let me make this... Let me make this point, too. I'd like it to be on film, because he got me on film. (laughs) I would like to have that on film as well.
5: Everybody who's listening just now pulled up YouTube to see if they can find that.
0: (laughs) I I, Please, I hope it is
5: not there. (laughs) Carl, you look good looking up the sky like that. (laughs) Question six, and we ask this of everybody who comes on the show. Since we are the Approach Shot, Carl Lee, in your approach to life... What's the one rule you live by?
0: Just live it. You know, it's, 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 I, 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 take that from sports. You can just, all you got, the only thing you got is just play it. You don't control it being great. You don't control it being bad. You're going to have some good plays, some bad plays, um, plays you don't like, plays that are embarrassing. You're going to have all of that in it, but I would rather be playing than not.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, when somebody, you know, my, my, I used to t- I told my mom this once when she said she can't stand when somebody says, oh, I saw I saw your son on TV. I saw I saw him get burnt I said just when they say stuff like that, just say, but you did see him. Right. Mm-hmm.
2: right. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. at the
0: end of the day, if I'm there getting beat, I, that's a, that's that's a benefit. If I'm there. That's that's just part of being in the NFL.
5: Yeah. Can't hit a hole in one if you don't swing. If you don't swing, that's it. Yeah. Carl Lee the Third, you are officially off the hot seat. Well done, my friend. <laughs> it was hot. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what
4: what can what can people help you out with with uh, anything that you're working with on now, Carl?
0: Well, if if any, I guess if anybody's interested, I mean, like one of the things that I think we have to convince our young kids that I think that college kids starting to understand now even high school kids don't understand it is you you know you can you can win championships and that's okay that's great that those are memories but if you're trying to play collegiate ball if you're trying to play pro football the metrics matter the 40 time matters the shuttle times matter me being able to run fast enough for the scouts for me to be Tall enough for the scouts, for me to be in all of those things. They didn't care how many games I won, right? And and I think, I think giving giving kids the opportunity to get better at those things, those individual pieces, you can just you can play the game the best that you can play it. But you gotta at the end of the day, somebody's gonna call you out and say, okay, let me get, let me see how fast you can run this forward. Let me see how how quick you can do those shuttles. You're going to have to do that. And so for for Randy and I, we're trying to get around and do those kinds of things for people to do Q&As and do all that. People that are interested, I mean, I don't care if they have my email or any of that. Email me and say, hey, we'd love to have something like that here. Wherever that is, we can try to find a way to do it. Anybody who's interested in trying to be a sponsor, same thing. We don't know exactly when we're going to get ourselves back until COVID kind of gets 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 beside us or behind us, but I'd love to talk to you.
5: Cold so how, how do they get in touch with you? They go to Legends Building Legends. Is that a is there a website? Our website
0: we ended up going down. We're actually going to try to get it back up. They can actually just email me at cldb as defensive back thirty nine at icloud dot com. Excellent. Say it one more time because you broke up a little bit there. C as in Carl. L is in Lee. B is in defense. B as in Back 39 at iCloud.com.
5: Perfect. Excellent. And, and people can go online and just Google legends, building legends, get a little bit of information about what you guys have been doing. And when the website comes back up, they can uh, find out more about things that are going on. And as you start to build back and as COVID hopefully gets behind us, you guys will be back out there. And yes, sir, I think, it, I think it's great what you do. And I love the idea that you've taken the underdog mentality and you've said, listen, I might be an underdog, but work ethic, go out there and work. Everybody's going to have some kind of demon in their life. Work through it, recognize that it's there and just push. I, I think if, if people get anything from you and they get that from you, I think that's amazing.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's all you got is is, is go after it. You know, you yep. can't secure it. You can't you can't make sure you, there's no certainty, but you got to go. If you want it, you got to go. Yep.
4: And that's I mean, that's that's life, too. Not, yeah, not just athletics, exactly. man. Yeah, yep. there is no uh, no guarantees about anything in this life for anybody.
5: So, except for the fact that we're going to do this again next week, you know. <laughs> Maybe you? are Sure. For that. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I probably should have made that a question. Not a
3: question.
5: <laughs> Carl, thanks for being with us today. It's been- hey guys, it's I appreciate
0: day. it. I enjoyed it. Uh, sorry for all the the mess up this morning.
4: Oh, no problem, Carl. Not at all. And thank you for joining us here.
0: No problem. Anytime.
1: If you're like me, you've been hearing a lot about burials and cremation lately. It's kind of a sad thought, but thousands of these poor souls have to be stored in these big refrigerator trucks, waiting sometimes weeks before they can be put to rest. And then, and then the average funeral cost is over ten grand. I don't have that kind of money just lying around. Do you? Everyone has the right to die with dignity. And an affordable burial policy can be had for as little as a dollar a day. Call Final Expense Network for a free quote. They shop for affordable rates from brand name companies. Folks you've heard of. One call and you get coverage to finish well. You can even name your church as a beneficiary. Come on, you have loved ones. Don't leave them at the last hour of their need. Call now. 800-589-0470. That's the Final Expense Network at 800-589-0470 finish well make a quick call to 800-589-0470
2: 800-589-0470
4: we've got some time yet here on the approach shot i'm john ashton he is neil michaels that guy couldn't be more real if he wanted to could he yeah the, the guy grew up in west virginia yep the guy spent 13 50 i mean he went to school in west virginia yep Then he spent 13 years in the NFL outside of West Virginia and then came right back home and coached. Yeah. And and what what we
5: didn't say during the show was he coached for West Virginia state university. I believe it was and had a losing record. Yes. And if you know, Carl Lee, the third after just listening to that, the fact that they had a losing record doesn't matter as much as what they learned about the game and what they learned about themselves. Right. So I love that about him. Yeah. You
4: know? well, I mean, he's, he's, he's used here. to it. What does it say? He won eight total games, four years at
5: Marshall. Right. Exactly.
4: <laughs> exactly.
5: And, so. you know, the funny thing is I, we talked about this off mic. He had two interceptions run back for a touchdown in his entire 13-year career. Mm-hmm. Both were in the same year. And it makes you think maybe he made a pact with the devil that year, or maybe you know, he was drinking a certain something different in the mornings. And then the next year he's like, "Nah, I'm not going to do that anymore. Never returned another one for a touchdown in his career. But he did have 31 interceptions, which in 12 years or 13 years, not too shabby.
4: Not too shabby. That kind of a performance will get you the nomenclature, one of the top 50 Vikings of all time. Indeed.
5: So, what do you Again. got going for the holidays? So now that we're we're right smack in the holidays, do you have anything special coming up? You know.
4: I was gonna see if maybe I could take some time off, but we're not sure that's gonna happen
5: anymore. Yeah, we just so. we already decided that's not gonna happen. <laughs> we are the energizer buddies of podcast. We just keep going and going and going. What's a season? We're gonna finish our season and we'll be back in the spring. No, we'll be back next week, like it or not.
4: <laughs> in the words of the faithful Indian companion Tonto, what you mean we, white man? That's right, exactly. <laughs>
5: Well, the nice yeah. part about all this is there will be interviews, there will be jokes, there will be six-packs, and there will be golf. And there what do we be- know about golf? I know a little about golf, and I'm sure I can guess the rest.
4: <laughs> <laughs> <Whoa>. With apologies <laughs> to Leonard Skinnerd. There you go. <laughs> this is golf. This, this is our passion, our, our, our pastime, our recreation, our favorite game, uh, even though it's it's also probably our, our most uh, frustrating life experience.
5: What was it that Charles Barkley said?
4: You have to drink because golf is the only unbeatable game there is. There you go. <laughs> that it is. But, and remember, when you're thinking about that, remember that the same people invented golf and called it a game that invented bagpipes and called it music.
5: Let's also remember this time of year where there are so many gifts under the tree or next to the menorah or wherever you're getting your gifts that the biggest gift you have is life. Don't forget every single day to open it. You've been listening to The Approach Shot with the Weekend Golf Guys. If you like this week's episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on
0: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you download your podcasts. And find us on the web at
5: approachshot.net.